Hey, everybody, this is Eric, and I'm back with another episode of Aren't You a Little Short for a Podcast. As I'm recording this, we are four days away from the release of The Last Jedi. There are a lot of things people are looking forward to, such as learning more about Snoke, finding out about Ray's parents, seeing whether the Porgs are cute and cuddly or just really annoying, discovering the plot twists, etc. But there's one more thing that I really hope we get in The Last Jedi, and I'm not sure whether we'll get it or not, and that's some sense of context for the galaxy. At the end of Return of the Jedi, the Emperor was killed, Darth Vader sacrificed himself, the heroes partied with the soon-to-be fricasseed Ewoks, and the statue of Palpatine was pulled down on Coruscant. Everybody lived happily ever after. Except we learn in the books that not everybody did live happily ever after. In fact, the people celebrating on Coruscant who pulled down Palpatine's statue were then mowed down by blaster fire right where they stood. So uh, obviously the galaxy was not in a good state. And then we get to The Force Awakens. We basically have no clue what's going on around us. There's no longer the rebellion, there's the resistance. But whom are they resisting? There's no longer the Empire. Instead, there's some First Order. We assume they must be new because they're the First Order. We're told nothing about the state of the galaxy, unlike in A New Hope, where the opening crawl spells out what's going on in the galaxy. In fact, the other two original trilogy movies... They also had opening crawls that kind of filled in the gaps a little bit better. Uh, but in The Force Awakens, we don't really know what's going on. We're not even familiar with any of the planets, with almost none of the alien races. We just don't know. The Force Awakens opening crawl does tell us that Luke is missing. The First Order, quote, rose from the ashes of the Empire, and that the Republic is supporting the Resistance. But rather than clearing anything up, this just adds to the confusion. If this First Order is so terrifying, why isn't the Republic just quashing it? Why is it funding some other little group called the Resistance? If that's all they apparently need to deal with the First Order, it kind of makes the First Order look like a small threat at best. But obviously that can't be the case because this is a Star Wars movie. So what's going on here? Now we do learn a little bit more about things from the books. The Aftermath series gave us some information on things that happened, but really it just introduced new things that were happening rather than explaining what we feel like were the more important things that we learned about through The Force Awakens, like what the New Republic structure looks like, how the First Order was created, what their organization really looks like, who Snoke is, anything about what happened with Luke, etc. Bloodlines gives us a little bit better look at the structure of the New Republic, which it turns out does not look like it's actively supporting the Resistance. Instead, Leia has to pull strings to get things done, as the New Republic government is a political mess, which I guess is not surprising. But I am grateful for Bloodlines. It helped out quite a bit, but only on a few pieces of the puzzle. It still felt like it wasn't all that much. Now, I understand why we haven't learned about Snoke yet, I understand why they've kept quiet about what's going on with Luke. I get that. It's fine. Assuming that they're saving that stuff for The Last Jedi. And presumably they're saving some things for Episode 9 too. And that's fine. If we do learn about these things in The Last Jedi, then I'll be happy. But that's what I want from The Last Jedi. I want some better context for where we're at right now in the galaxy. Prior to the new canon, we had 30 years of stories filling in all the gaps, both 30 years of continuity 
and then 30 years of real life learning about that continuity. And I'm not trying to rehash any arguments about legends. Those stories are no longer part of the saga, and I accept that. But what's hard to accept is this gaping hole in our knowledge. We spent 30 years as Star Wars fans knowing what's going on, and now all of a sudden we feel like we don't know what's going on. Longtime Star Wars fans aren't used to this gaping hole. We fans have spent, what, I guess two and a half decades of our lives exploring that time period. And I can't think of any other franchises where people have done that, at least not in that same way. Lucasfilm asked me to disregard the relevance of all the stories I've read since Heir to the Empire in 1991, and I've accepted that. But the fact that they've been so slow to explain very much about what's been going on in the last 30 years of storytelling leaves me feeling a lack. So I hope we learn more about Snoke, because as I said in that last episode, heroes are only as interesting as their villains. And I hope we learn more about the overall state of the galaxy. It looks like we're going to learn more about the First Order and more about Snoke's involvement in it, and more about the New Republic and its connection to the Resistance. So I'm hopeful. But regardless, I know I'll enjoy The Last Jedi. I also know I'm going to walk out with a lot more questions, and I'm okay with that. I want that. I just want to also gain a little bit more context about the current state of the galaxy that we all love. So that's it for this episode of Aren't You a Little Short for a Podcast. I would love to hear from you. Send your feedback and questions to a little short at randomchatter.com. Be sure to check out Echo Base, our full-length Star Wars discussion show, which you can find with all of our other podcasts over at randomchatter.com. And until next time, take care and enjoy The Last Jedi.